You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed can sometimes be accompanied by hand gestures, which your sister may find offensive, but you think are hilarious. There's one in every family. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al. Yeehaw! How are well, you, Stevie? I'm okay, bud. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm our, our, Dave's, uh, as they say with Cheech and Chung, uh, Dave's not here, man. Uh, he apparently got a call from some guy up north, and he's not back until the 24th. Get out of here. Yeah, some guy said he's got an EV sleigh, and uh, I think he just decided to duck out and do some shopping today. Well, you know, that belly has been getting a little bit bigger. You think they've mistaken him for the uh, the man in red? Uh, he could have. He could have done <laughs> many things with him, but we can't go there. Anyway, uh, it's going to be a great show. We've got a lot of great people lined up for it, including Dan McTague. And if you've been driving around uh, the city or wherever you are, up north in Ennisville or Barrie, uh, you've noticed the prices of gas are starting to be going up. And uh, Dan represents the Canadians for Affordable Energy. And uh, he has some news that you may want to sit down for before uh, we get into the, the holiday spirit. So, I mean, it's bound to go up. Crude prices and stuff like that. So we'll see what happens to that. Also, uh, there is some good news on the horizon for uh, getting uh, an order in for a new car, believe it or not. Eh? It's been a while. Mark Silverman from Young Steel's Ford Lincoln will be joining us to uh, fill us in on what's going on. And uh, speaking of Ford, they've, got, uh, they've resurrected the Maverick. It's the Ford Maverick 2022. And uh, Brian Max will be calling in. From La La Land, he took it out for a ride over the week and said it's uh, – well, you'll hear what he said. Have you seen anything, Dave, uh, Dave, Al, about um, what's going on with uh, you seeing more parts easier to get now with uh, the seam – seems to be relaxing a bit more? Well, Mark kind of scared me the last time we were talking because uh, he was saying that for, for certain parts they weren't available. Um, but, but I haven't actually seen it yet. So in terms of, uh, you know, getting parts for me, uh, no, not necessarily. There's just so many different suppliers. I mean, don't forget being here in the city of Toronto. Um, there's a million different distributors, a million different places to get parts. So, I mean, I guess if somebody was brand specific, and, and I'm meaning specifically for tires now, um, you know, if you're brand specific, then, then you can't be because um, there are shortages for sure. But usually for my customers, for example, I mean, if if they're looking to get replacement tires for a car that maybe they're only keeping a couple more years, well, we've got some great uh, <laughs> great advertisers that are all, that, that we're along with, and, and whether it's Triangle or Salen, I mean, I have no problem switching them out. My customers believe in me. They believe in the product that I'm, you know, selling, and uh, it works fine. I believe in you, Al. Hallelujah. All right, listen, we also have uh, some great emails that have come in over the last couple of weeks. And for everybody who's following us on Facebook, thank you for the comments. We had a record number of uh, views this week. And uh, 
we'll get some interesting uh, emails that have, that have come in. But the shortage is back to that for a second, Al. I mean, it's not just with um, with semiconductor chips and anything else with cars. I mean, you go to grocery stores. I was in one store yesterday. They had no rice, no potatoes. It's like people are stocking up going, okay, what are we in for now? But, uh, I, I, I actually I went I actually, to the variety store across the street and um, I, I was looking for Fritos and I didn't have any. I had to buy Doritos. I mean, so oh, I'm really well, my, uh, I'm down about this chip shortage. <laughs> that's oh, that's awful. Anyway, the <laughs> uh, the other thing was that uh, there isn't a shortage. I went to the LCBO yesterday. Imagine that, right? Oh, I guess there was a they shortage always- after you left. <laughs> Uh, there may have been. Why were you watching? <laughs> yeah, the big <laughs> anyway, there's no shortage there, uh, and we have got no shortage of uh, information for you and some great guests. So stick around. This is uh, Dave's Corner Garage. We are back with some questions and emails uh, from you, our listeners, right after this. Stay with us. Welcome back. This is uh, Dave's Corner Garage on a Saturday. Make uh, sure that you are keeping an eye on the weather. It's uh, it's mild now, but we're supposed to get some uh, some strong winds later on this afternoon. We are going to uh, head up to uh, Drysdale's Tree Farm later on and uh, chop down a tree today. Mr. Drysdale loses his job at the bank or what? No, no. You should see the size of this farm. It is massive. Anyways, we'll be uh, having our, our boots on and... Uh, Going through the muck with my grandson, so that should be fun. Absolutely. Okay, we've got some emails. We want to thank everybody for taking the time because uh, not everybody wants to chat. But um, here is one from Yannick. You ready for this? Yes, I am. Okay, I thought maybe you were going to do some kind of Scandinavian accent for me. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure what, yeah. what particular country he was from. So uh... I don't know. He's from Slovenia. Um, okay, here it is. Ever notice that the windshield wiper that doesn't clean properly is always the one on your side? The windshield wiper was invented by Mary Anderson in 1915 as a solution to trolley motormen opening their windshields while driving in the rain. According to Brad D. of Vitrico, blades are damaged by the sun's UV rays and winter use. Wiper blades should be replaced every six months. They are a safety item. Way in there, Alan. What do you think? Well, first of all, my windshield doesn't open up, so <laughs> it took me a few minutes to figure out what the heck they were talking about. Uh, and if you do remember on those old cars, the windshield would actually pivot. It was on hinges, and you could flip it open. Uh, not that you want to do it on a cold day, but uh, I guess that's what they had to do. Um, wiper blades, yeah, it, it's funny. W- why do they always go right in your line of view? I mean, when they mess up, that's the spot that they're not going to work. Um, but, yeah, they're important to check. Uh, I From a business perspective, sure, if everybody bought new blades every six months, that'd be great. Um, I don't know that they do. And uh, and to be honest with you, um, every year to um, mine mine lasts usually a couple of years. But at any rate, what you can do, though, is people don't realize that wipers actually get dirty. And you're depending on the surface of the rubber to have a, a nice clean edge, just like just like ice skates, right? Um, if if you don't have a sharp edge, you're not going to they're not going to work very well. Um, so what you have to do is uh, periodically is you put a little bit of alcohol, not the kind of alcohol Steve is getting at the LCBO, but um, you can put washer fluid on a rag, and then all you do is when you with that wet spot, you wipe it down the surface of the wiper blade, the rubber part. Um, you'd be surprised. You'd be amazed actually as as black as it's going to get you're going to go ew look at all the crud there so um once you do that it sort of refreshes and makes them work much better again how much of a difference if any is there when you put on a is there a winter wiper blade 
that's better than your conventional one that you used during the spring or summer? Well, back in the old days, the, the mechanism was exposed and, and like the little arms and springs and whatnot, and they get clogged with ice and snow. And uh, that was the type of blade that you were much better off to get a winter one. And in fact, the winter blade, all it was, was the same exact kind of construction, but it had like a, a very pliable rubber boot over it so that the snow and ice couldn't get inside there. Um, but again, you know, it's, it's, it's like... People ask me, like, do I need winter tires? I said, well, you don't have to make up your mind, you know, now in October. You can wait till the first snow happens. Just same thing with the with the wiper blades. If you find that your blades are not cleaning properly, first inspect them to see um, if it's just bad blades or the rubber being cracked or broken. Um, but if you want to get winter wipers, by all means, go ahead. You know what? I, I sometimes find when you uh, when your car's outside in the snow for overnight. And you clean up everything, everything's fine, looks good. Once you get it going with the wiper still going, there's always that piece of ice that goes, you can't see where the hell you're going, right? Um, and I see guys, everybody, who lifts up their wiper blades overnight if there's going to be a snowfall. Can that do any damage to, to the arm or the me mechanisms? I think after a while that there's a spring in there that holds it tight against the glass. I think that may stretch after a while. And, and the concern, too, is that if you forget to put them down and drive off, if the wind blows them quickly, they could actually crack or break your glass. So I'm not a big fan of, of moving them off the glass. I mean, the main reason you're doing it is to make sure that they're not stuck to the glass. Uh, because like everything else in the car nowadays, you know, they've made it, you know, not cheaper necessarily, but they've made it lighter and a little more flimsy. Uh, so the mechanism inside there that drives the arms back and forth is plastic where it used to be out of steel. Um, so it's very easy if you have a steel, you know, if your wiper blade is stuck to the glass, in other words, frozen to the windshield, the wiper motor, when you turn it on, has enough power that it'll actually snap the linkage and then you're up a creek um, and uh, you got no paddle. Right, you can't do that. No, that would not be not being a good. Okay, we got one more quick one here. I have a 1988, 1998 teeth Honda Accord V6. Recently, the alternator gave up, and as a result, I had to change. Now the radio CD player does not work, and it displays the word "code." How can I get the code to unlock the unit? I don't have the manual. That, imagine that. I don't have the manual that came with the car, nor do I know at which dealer the car was first purchased. What should I, he do? Well, you know, back well, in the 70s and 80s, the manufacturers started to, you know, make universal slots on the dashboard. In other words, the dimensions for the radio were pretty much the same, which allowed many, many different companies to get into the, the radio business and, in fact, make these universal radios that were high-end priced right, and, and worked well. The problem was you could take a radio out of a Chevy and you could put it in a Volkswagen um, because these slots were universal. So the, the amount of car theft that was going on, or radio theft specifically, was getting crazy. The, the, the problem was, too, that the people that stole them usually were in a bit of a hurry. So it wasn't just the radio that they, they got out of the dash, but they usually broke the dash in a lot of cases and did all kinds of damage. And the insurance companies got ticked off because they were paying for it and said, you got to make these better somehow uh, to lessen the likelihood of them being stolen. So what a lot of companies did, I mean, Honda was specifically, uh, that's the one I'm thinking about, and that's one we're talking about here, is that they made the radios uh, operate fine unless it lost its power. And once it lost its power, you had to have that magic number to re-energize it. And uh, in fact, if you... 
look at any old Honda, you'll see a sticker on the glass on the windshield, and it'll tell you that it has a theft-proof radio. So what you need to do is call head office, call Honda Canada with the serial number of the car. Um, ideally, there's a radio number as well, but uh, call them up. They can find out where the car was bought, and you can get that magic number, and you can be live once again. Just like us, Steve. Okay. Uh, next from, uh, he's going to tell you more about uh, what to expect. So hold on to your uh, your sleigh seats about gas prices. He represents the Canadians for affordable energy, and that is coming up next. So stay with us. Grab a coffee, a Bailey's. It is Saturday. And stay with us. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is uh, Dave's Corner Garage, and uh, we want to thank everybody. Uh, the uh, latest ratings came in. We want to thank everybody for uh, making us, once again, the number one automotive radio show in Canada. So that's kind of neat. Um, later on this hour, Mark Silverman from Young Steel's Ford Lincoln will join us, and Brian Max on the uh, review for the 2022 Ford Maverick. Now, hand it over to Al. You're going to talk to somebody who's going to give us uh, – some news on gas prices, so hang on for this. Yes, we've got Dan McTigg on the phone. He's from Canadians for Affordable Energy. I, I thought we're all in for affordable energy. Are we not, Dan? <laughs> affordable energy, affordable food prices, affordable housing. Uh, love to have all those things back, but it looks like those uh, those days are gone, Alan. Yeah, you know what? I mean, gasoline prices were dropping significantly in, in the last few weeks. And just like that stupid teeter-totter, bingo, it's 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 up again. What's going on? Is, why do they do that, and, and are we not just uh, pegged to the price of crude oil? We are, and crude dropped uh, 13% back on November 26th. That caused an 11 cent uh, a liter decrease back uh, two weeks ago. So we went from 145.9 here in Toronto down to 134.9. And uh, uh, I guess what's happened is that in response to uh, threats that uh, Omicron might have presented, the latest variant in covid uh, suggests to some, at least some of the financial traders, that that might have meant more lockdowns and that we'd be back to the good old days of sitting at home and countries wouldn't be using much uh, oil, much less gasoline, aviation fuel, diesel, etc. But it looks like that uh, is not going to happen. Uh, I think the fellow in the United States, uh, Dr. Fauci, is saying it's not as bad as they thought. It certainly wasn't going to be bad as the Delta variant. And that had enough uh, traders pushing oil right back up to... Uh, uh, where it is now about 71 bucks a barrel, went down to 63, and uh, could possibly get back to about 80 sometime in the new year. But for now, you know, it means buck uh, 39.9, buck 38.9 is uh, the new normal, at least uh, uh, right on, until Christmas. Well, you're leaving me think that it's just the people, the speculators that are really driving the price up and down. Well, they are, but the problem is that uh, there is a shortage of oil. And uh, a quick number, the United States used to produce 13.1 million barrels of oil a day through fracking. They're now down to 11.7 million barrels. So there's an undersupply, and uh, there's all sorts of other push on the environmental side to stop funding oil, natural gas, and uh, oil. And that's having a, a real devastating impact on Europe, Asia, and now, of course, North America. We have less. We need more. And uh, I just saw a number there the other day, Alan, that said that the United Americans are back using as much gasoline as they did just pre-pandemic. So I guess uh, it really means uh, we're going to get a little busier on the uh, production side, but uh, that's kind of hard to do when you've got a lot of regulations preventing it. Well, I mean, if you're looking down the road, I mean, of course, EVs are going to be coming. There's no question about it. And, and, and people's need for oil, whether it's oil or actual gasoline, is going to drop significantly. So you, you kind of wonder if the oil company is going, I mean, they're seeing the right, they got to be seeing the writing on the wall and thinking <laughs> that, well, we might as well grab every buck we can before that happens, eh? No, they're laughing because they know the extraction of 
lithium, graphite, uh, rare earth, minerals, uh, cobalt, uh, copper, you name it, all the ore. You know, for every uh, pound, uh, for every ton uh, of uh, battery in every one of those uh, larger uh, EVs, takes 500,000 tons uh, to... Uh, of the Earth's crust to extract. So a lot of that requires uh, more natural fossil fuel resources rather than less. So overall, um, you know, it, it'll really come up to people say, well, what do I need to drive to get from point A to point B? But generally speaking, uh, you know, the only way these things are selling right now off the market is uh, is through have massive subsidies. And so what happens uh, when the government says no more subsidies, puts in mandates, uh, and people realize that it's not as efficient as uh, some of the most advanced uh, internal combustion engines. I did a little interview earlier this week with, uh, you know, with uh, David Booth over at uh, Driving.ca, and uh, Toyota was very clear: largest manufacturer in the world. They're not going down that EV road, and uh, you know, good luck to those that are. Apparently, wow, Steve. So yeah, it was a little kind of an interesting uh, uh, analogy, but uh, it, it sort of demonstrated that a lot of companies are only in this uh, to a large extent because. The demand without uh, subsidies just isn't there. And, of course, how much money can the federal and provincial governments give? And, of course, this whole idea with uh, Biden not, uh, you know, allowing uh, Canadian uh, manufacturing of electric vehicles to enter the United States, getting a $12,000, you know, incentive uh, is a real problem for a manufacturing sector. So I think Canadians are going to have to start to think very seriously about this stuff. We've had the electric car back since, uh, gosh, the 1880s. Uh, and it's competed uh, along with steam. I don't suggest we go that direction, but with steam and uh, with uh, internal combustion, combustion engines. And there's a good reason why we stayed with ICEs. And uh, if you look at the average vehicles now being produced, uh, despite what governments want, what government mandates, at the end of the day, I don't think they're, uh, it's not realistic for them to suggest 2035 everybody has to be in one. There certainly is a mishmash, though, eh? I mean, in terms of they're downsiding internal combustion engines uh, and getting super better gas mileage. But at the same time, I mean, here you were saying that Toyota is not going to go electric, but, but half their cars now are hybrids, so I don't get it. Dan, yeah. what's the website where people want to get more information? Yeah, Alan, it's a gas wizard.ca and you'll see two three-day advance for notices every major city across the country in terms of where gas prices are going. It'll save you a few bucks along the way. Here, Steve, you can find out where to save gas. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. I appreciate it. Have a good weekend and uh, season's greetings, okay? Take care, man. Cheers. Thank All you. right. Bye. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Mark Silverman from Young Steel's Ford Lincoln with some interesting news about if you were waiting to buy a car, there is some good news on the horizon. Woo-hoo. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage on a weekend where everybody's going to probably get their Christmas trees and all kinds of stuff. So it's uh, it's going to be a busy one, so drive carefully. Listen, while we're talking to Mark Silverman, could you please do, do us a favor, and for yourself too, go to youngsteelsfordlincoln.com and you'll see everything they have on their website because there is good news on the horizon for cars and especially with Fords. So, Al, over to you with Marky Mark. But, you know, Mark's picture's not up there. I went there myself. <laughs> My <laughs> picture is there. Don't, don't worry. My picture is there. What a handsome man. There you, you go. recognize me. You, that's all. Now, Mark, we've had problems with deliveries. There's no question about it. I'm not talking about your pizza being late. Um, but you said, you told me in the green room that there's a way that you can get a car right now. How do you do that? Well, you know what? There's, there is plenty of inventory. Well, not plenty of inventory, but there is some inventory out there. If you're thinking of your dream car and it has to have this accessory and that accessory and that color, you may have to wait a little while. But if you're willing to take 
you know, drop a few accessories or find one that's already in stock, uh, you can walk away with the car tomorrow. Okay, so you just, as long as you're not fussy. Well, so what happens if you're married? <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> well, well, that's a big problem. <laughs> uh, so, but, but there is inventories. The inventories are starting to come out now. Um, if um, the only advice I can give you on that is if um, you're interested in purchasing a car in the next six months, come into the dealership and, and order one. If you order it, you will get it in within the next six months. They are they are starting to produce. They're trying to pick up the backlog. It's been a it's been a real learning curve for all manufacturers on how to do this, uh, but it's getting better. I mean, little little by little, inventories are showing up. We we do have some product here, uh, but like I say, if it's your dream car and you've got something specific you want, uh, you may have to order it. Now, uh, speaking of orders, apparently the Maverick was, uh, or I shouldn't say that, I meant the Lightning was so popular, they actually had to back off on taking orders. Yeah, they couldn't produce the orders that they had for the Lightning, but those that they have, that have um, put down their deposit, I think it was a $100 deposit on the site, you have a very, very, very good chance of getting that vehicle, and it's an outstanding vehicle. I've read all the specs on it. I haven't actually sat in one. Uh, there is some, there is one or two um, pre-production models around, but I have not been in one. But they say it's outstanding. All right. So for people who don't know, the Lightning is an electric F one fifty, right? Yes, I think it has a four hundred and fifty kilometer range. Uh, it's a beautiful car. It's absolutely beautiful. I don't know if you heard Dan McTay talking earlier. He was saying that you know, um, as much as a lot of people think that we're going to go to EVs exclusively. He's thinking not. Um, I know the manufacturers. Thinking, Sorry, go ahead. I'm thinking the same thing. I agree with Dan. You know what? It's not. It's not going to happen by 2035 for sure. It's not going to happen. Um, electric cars. Not only uh, are, are they promoting them as uh, as green and and good for the environment, but but there's a segment of people that aren't interested in electric cars. Okay. For whatever reason, it, it's it's personal choice. Uh, not happy with the efficiency. There's many, many, many reasons why people are not going to electric. So I agree with Dan. It's not happening. All They'd right. like it to happen. We might have a 40% uh, electric uh, car situation by that time, but I don't think it's going to be there. I think part of it is that we use the vehicle for so many different purposes, eh? Um, you know, you use it just for driving to work every day, but then you want to take it for a family holiday. So those parameters change things. Um, Steve's on the line. He's got a question about a Bronco. Steve? Hey, hi, Mark. How are you? Hey, Steve. How are you, buddy? Good. I want some popcorn. Can we come up and get some or no? Uh, yeah, come on up. It's fresh. <laughs> Listen, we were, uh, we were down you south for, for a few weeks, and uh, noticed a lot of Ford Broncos that are all over the place. What is making this one so popular? It's a killer truck. I mean, it's unbelievable. There's about four. I'm not up to date on how many options there are in these vehicles. I'm, I'm more on the uh, fixed or service side. Um, but they just come in and they go out like as quickly as they come in. It's a phenomenal. I've driven one. Uh, I haven't driven the one that you can that they advertise that you can take off road. Uh, but apparently, I have a couple customers who have just recently done that, and they said it's an amazing vehicle. Well, I drove one. I, I sat next to the guy who had the actual Ford Bronco. We drove that for, I guess, for, for a good, pretty much a good half hour. And he was saying the uh, the mileage on it is is way better than he thought it would be. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's better than it's better than it's uh, than it's it's uh, competitor, the Jeep. 
the mileage is much better. It's more sturdy. Um, it feels like a car, not necessarily an off-roader. Uh, yet you can have that feature as well. Uh, it, it, I think it's We've got a couple of great vehicles coming up in our lineup. The Bronco and, of course, the Maverick that we mentioned. Um, phenomenal vehicles. The Maverick is, uh, is unbelievable. The problem with the Maverick, limited supply. We ordered 135 of them. We got 28. Really? And are most of these cars, when they get, you know, they're ready to get pushed out from delivery. Are they going to the States or are they, are they staying here in Canada? Because no, I saw a lot of cars. First of all, you can't export a car unless it's at least six months old with 15,000 kilometers on it. So you can't export a new car that way. But no, these are staying here. They're staying local. And uh, from everybody, that, from a service standpoint, I haven't had any failure or none to speak of. And uh, I've talked to quite a few owners, and they love them. Now, this is the Broncos themselves you're talking about? This is the Bronco, yeah. And, and there's, like I said, there's four models. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, forgive me, I don't I don't know them all because, uh, again, I don't go into the sales office very often. But uh, they're just an amazing car. I don't think the sales think- wants or office wants you in there anyways. No, they keep me out of there. That's why they built a separate building. Now, on the, on, on the repair side of things, uh, I know we were talking a few weeks back, and I, I apparently oil filters, which are real basic, you couldn't find them. Is inventory getting better now? Yes, inventory is getting better uh, slowly, but but for, for sure, matter of factly, they're, they're getting much better. Our wait times for uh, parts are, are not as long as they were, and there is, a, there is a real serious light at the end of the tunnel for that. Um, there are some components that are very difficult to get, but at the end of the day, uh, we're still getting, we're, we're getting much better. I know GM announced that, uh, how they were getting around the shortage business was they were deleting certain options from cars. Um, now I don't know if they can be retrofitted afterwards. Have you heard anything about that? Well, I know that our, our situation, as far as the, uh, the semiconductors, ours can be retrofit because all the vehicles were built. They're just not saleable yet because most of the features that are controlled by those semiconductors are not functioning. But the vehicles actually drive. I actually have a few here that we're storing mm-hmm. until such time as the semiconductors or the chip or whatever it is that's missing is sent to me where I can install it and then make the vehicle ready for sale. Well, that'll work fine. I mean, listen, uh, as much as everybody would like heated seats, um, you can still drive a car without a heated seat. Oh, that's what you think. you got to come in. <laughs> <laughs> heated seats and heated steering wheel. It's the end of the world. People come in, oh, my God, my steering wheel doesn't heat up anymore. How am I going to drive this car? The, you know what? It's, uh, it's, it's amazing how you know people are just so used to having all these features. I, I know that uh, someone I'm close to, if his Navi was down, he wouldn't know how to get anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, and you know, the, the technology is growing from from twenty to twenty one uh, model year. The technology has changed. We do have a lot of computer situations in the vehicles now. There's a lot of uh, update requirements now. Uh, some of the aftermarket guys, uh, like yourself, will be able to do these updates. Uh, you have the technology, but some of the smaller places won't be able, and they're going to have to come back to the dealer to get a lot of these updates done. Well, that's if you need a physical, like a visit. But I, I have a friend with a with a Tesla Model S, and he was saying what he loved about the car was the manufacturer can do a, a software update, and he don't even have to go anywhere. It it happens in his driveway overnight. Uh, we're not there yet. No, no, 
we're not the Ford has not gotten to a point where we can do any kind of updates. You, and there, there are some some updates that you can download onto uh, onto a stick and, and put it in the car and do it while you're driving. But those are mainly communication updates. They're not functionality. Well, the communication is there. I have to tell you, Mark, because we called your parts department a few weeks back, and we were looking for a taillight for a Lincoln. And and your parts guy said, oh, by the way, tell your buddy with the Lincoln that he's two weeks over for an oil change. And, I, and it was like, hey, what are you looking over my shoulder? How do you know that? <laughs> These guys, the cars are connected to the, to the factory at all times, eh? Well, well, yeah, the Ford Pass, the Ford Pass and Lincoln Pass, which is a which is a great feature. It's a great option. However, some people don't want uh, their wives to know where their car is going, so they don't download that. It's a downloadable feature. It's available on all twenty twenty one, twenty two models, um, and it tells you everything. It gives you recall notices, air pressure, fuel. Uh, it gives you everything. It's a it's a great app. Uh, but it is downloadable. It's not mandatory to download it to operate your car, but it does have a lot of functionality. You can uh, start your car uh, from Australia. Yeah, I was out bowling with the boys. That's where I was. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad that that is an option that you can shut that off or not even download it. Mark, thank you very much. YoungSteelsFordLincoln.com is the website. Thanks for having us. Yes, that is the website, YoungSteelsFord.com. If anybody has any Issues with any Ford product, but I'm always available. Come in and see me. And you'll know what he looks like because apparently his picture is there. I don't know if it's current or not. All right, after the break, we're going to have Brian Max talking about Ford. He's got the new Maverick, and he's going to tell us all about it right after this break. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage, and if you want, you can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Dave's Corner Garage. You'll see an article on the unfortunate passing of uh, Al Unser and uh, just the great accomplishments that he had. And we've got a guy on the line right now who is uh, above ground, and he is a great racer and tests a ton of cars, and I'm jealous as all you know what. So I'm going to toss it over to Al, and he's going to bring in Brian Max, the YouTube guy that keeps us up to date on all new cars like the Ford Maverick 2022. It sounds Al- like Brian's driving with the window open right now. Brian, are you there? I'm, I'm here. I'm standing outside uh, in San Clemente, California at their wonderful uh, Saturday morning Cars and Coffee. Oh, excellent. Well, I, actually, I remember a couple of weeks back, we had, was it you that were on the line and all of a sudden there was a cement truck backing up and his beeper was going? I don't think that was me. No, okay. <laughs> All right, the All Ford right. Maverick. I, I kind of wonder why they rehashed the names, but uh, and, and, and it's a totally different vehicle. You loved it, didn't you? It was fantastic. I mean, I, you guys know I don't pull any punches. I love that Ford Maverick. It's, it's, the, it's the right size. It does everything right. It, it drives beautifully, and it, it just does everything a little truck should. I was really impressed with it. Uh, you know, it's uh, funny. You know, I was talking to Mark earlier because, you know, we're talking about the Ford lineup and there's so many different vehicles. And, and I didn't realize, though, that as, as much as we're calling this a truck, it really is a car with a big with a flatbed in the back. That's kind of what it is. It's based on the Ford um, Escape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's a little bit different. The Escape is a, is a car based crossover. But that's part of what makes the Maverick so appealing because it drives more like a car than it does a truck. So it's easier to drive. It rides comfortably. It rides quietly. And uh, it still has all-wheel drive. The one I tested had 
you know, as, as manufacturers do, they supplied it with all the options. So it even had a 4,000 pound towing capacity. So it kind of does all the things a small truck should. It's not going to be usable to, you know, contractors and that sort of thing. But if you, if you're, you know, doing small truck things, it's a wonderful little truck. And on top of that, what I loved about it is the styling inside and out. It's a modern truck it looks like a truck just a you know just downscaled in size but the interior is beautiful it's really well designed now you said that the um again well designed you can you can drive it certainly there's lots of room in the front seat but but the back seat is a real thing too isn't it 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 is i mean i'm i'm of uh average height maybe five ten on a good day and I can just fit behind myself in the in the back seat. So if I've got the front seat set for me where I'm comfortable, I can just fit in that second row. So it's 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 okay. You don't want to go on long trips with four adults, but uh, if you've got smaller kids or a dog like I do, you can throw them in the back. So there you go. It's, it's not just a place to throw a set pair of shoes, but you've actually got room to put uh, put people there. That's that's good to know. Now for people who want to use it more as a um, you know, as a commuter kind of car, driving to work and back, and you're concerned about gas mileage, there's an option there too, eh? There is. There's a hybrid version. The one I drove had the, the two-liter turbo, and that has an eight-speed automatic, but there's a, a hybrid version. comes with a CVT transmission, but apparently it gets mileage in the 40s. Wow. Which wow. is, I mean, it's remarkable for, you know, something that has the aerodynamics of a pickup truck, which are not great to begin with, but it's still capable of getting highway mileage in the 40s. It's It, it just seems amazing. That's, that seems to be a big story with a lot of people because you've got the utility of a small truck and then it's extremely fuel efficient as well. For me, I like the power. I'd, I'd rather go with the two liter turbo and that way you can get all wheel drive as well. And for, for us in Canada, it makes a wonderful all around all year um, little pickup. It's a wonderful thing. I mean, I can't say enough good things about it. There's very few things I didn't like about it. Well, I guess you well, didn't guess hear you us didn't talking to Dan McTague, you know, Mr. Gas Price. Uh, apparently, we're going to get killed in the, in the next year or so. So maybe the, the hybrid may be the, the way to go for a lot of people. But question, it's not the only car like that on the market. The Santa Cruz came out. How does it compare, you know, price and, and price-wise? So price-wise, the, the Santa Cruz, at least in the top spec, and in Canada – the Santa Cruz is only available with the, the 2.5 liter turbo uh. and all wheel drive. So in, in the U S they've got a, the, a decanted version with a non turbo four cylinder. So the Santa Cruz tends to be a little bit more expensive spec for spec, but on the other hand, the engine that it comes with is much more powerful. So it, the, there's a bit of an argument to be said there, but the, uh, the styling of the Santa Cruz is, um, almost postmodern, if you will, whereas the Maverick looks like a small pickup truck. The, the Santa Cruz looks like it's from the, the future. The dynamics of the Santa Cruz are, are nearly as satisfying. It's, it's, uh, it's well-made, and it's got lots of features and functions. And just like the Maverick, you can get a whole load of dealer-installed accessories for whatever you're, whatever you're doing with it, whether it's snowboarding or cycling like I do or, or canoeing. They, they both have all sorts of stuff that you can add on at the dealer as well. So it's interesting that, that car or small truck buyers have a choice now to be able to, to buy a small truck. I mean, for the longest time, these things simply weren't available, and now there are two excellent choices in the market. And they're actually, and they're actually available. available. You can get them. 
Uh, well, I mean, like like everybody, they're they're on the ground now. But if uh, if your dealer's got stock, you might want to snap one up because uh, they're they're still kind of hard to get at at this point in the year. Okay, and okay, uh, if people want to see other reviews that you've done, how do they do that? Uh, just on YouTube with my name. It's uh, it's Brian with an I M A K S E. And, uh, and uh, if I wanted a shirt wanted... that said that we should protect the people with three legs or three pedals, what do I do? <laughs> well, on our merch store, uh, we, we do sell some Save the Manuals merch if you do want to support the, the cause of saving the manual transmission because they are going away. Uh, that link's available on my YouTube channel as well or on any of my social media platforms, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or, or Twitter, whatever you like. The link is all there. All right, Brian, thank you very much. We appreciate it as usual. Great job, and uh, have a great Christmas and New Year's. And by the thank way, you, you Brian, too, Al. Thank by you. the way, Brian, Monty says hi. Oh, did you did you steal him from my house? Ah, no, I just took him for a little walk. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Steve. All right, safe trip back, all right? Thank this you. Is Have a great day, guys. We've got some questions coming in from uh, Facebook, and we'll get to those emails right after this. Stay with us. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. For those who have been writing in on Facebook all morning, Dave is uh, under the weather. He is not with Santa. And uh, he'll be back along with Al as we take a break over the holiday season. Our first show is back it's hard, weird to say, 2022, uh, January 8th. That's the first or second Saturday after everybody recovers from Christmas and uh, New Year's. So, Al, some more emails have been coming in. Uh, here's one for you. Uh-huh. Uh, I recently, this is from Flo. Hello, Flo. 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 Yeah, she's Flo. Um, not Flem, but Flo. I recently purchased a 2003 Hyundai Elantra, and on very cold days, the ice builds up on the inside of the windshield rather than the outside. Do you have any idea why this happens? Thank you for your help. Love the show. I think Flo I think maybe you should move to Florida. <laughs> um, Go ahead. A couple different things here. It could be that the temperature is not turned up enough. Uh, in other words, look at the temperature dial. It goes from blue to red. And, and if it's not doing the job where it's set, then see if it'll crank up a little bit more. Um, if it's mechanical, it could be that, again, that you don't either have it all the way or perhaps the cable is binding. We do see that on occasion where the cable is not pushing the water valve as far as it should. So that can be checked. Um, the other thing that you may want to look at is if you, on your heater, you've got two options. You can bring in fresh air or you can recirculate air. If you've got it on recirculate, which you should not have uh, this time of year, then you want to put it on fresh because otherwise the, the, your, the moisture from your breath, from the snow that's melting, that is getting stuck to the glass. So that's what you should do. Check if it's on fresh. That's the right way to do it. Make sure that, again, that the temperature is turned up all the way because it may be an easy fix. Uh, we had heard that, uh, well, I think somebody who works at Glen Allen Motors, Glenn, um, had mentioned that, if you get fogged up in your windshield uh, when you're driving in the wintertime, you can put your air conditioning on once in a while. Well, that's right. That's I mean, right. In fact, when you, put your, uh, when you, put, you set your heater to defrost and it's a newer-style newer car, it automatically automatic. turns the air conditioner yep. on, and, and, and it's doing that to dry out the, yep. the air. So yeah, you've got less moisture, nice dry um, air is coming up there, and that'll stop it from icing up. Do you have a lot of people who do that? Um, I never uh, knew about that before. Who knew? Well, you know what, Steve, here, I'm going to give you a tip. If you're driving your car and you turn your mode selector to to defrost, you're going to notice that the little green light that's under your air conditioning button 
is going to illuminate, and that'll tell you that the air conditioning compressor is on. There you go. Okay, last one. Uh, this is a long one, so I'll try and uh, preface this for you, uh-huh. uh, or whatever that word is called. <laughs> Praise not preface. I was so happy to read that you hate, this is directed to you and Dave, that you, not me, hate ABS brakes. I've got a 2001 Alero, and last year I replaced the ABS brake on one side to a tune of 622. This year again, the light comes on, and they say it will cost 700 plus to replace the other side. I told them to forget it. What do you recommend with ABS brake lights? Um, um, I, 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 I'm, I'm not anti-ABS, personally. I think it's a great thing. They work well. Um, did they have problems at the beginning? There's no question. I mean, you're talking about an older car. Um, and, and if you don't want it and don't want to spend the money, and the, the issue is, is whether it activates or not, because if it activates when it's not supposed to, it can actually be quite dangerous. So in that case, you either have to fix it or you have to find somebody who can actually disable the whole system, which in the end could cost you almost as much as fixing the car in the first place. But by all yeah. means, you know, you can get more than one estimate and find out if somebody can do it cheaper. So, uh, again, I, go, again I like it. So, You do? You know, I remember the first time we had a, we had a Chevy Beretta, which I loved because it just ran like stink. And uh, we were coming on the 400. We were going to see a hockey game. Mm-hmm. And I had to put my ABS brakes on, which I had never used before. Right. So I put my foot on the brake, and all of a sudden it said, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> I did not enjoy that feeling. Are you seeing... More people getting, like, is there something in the manual that you can get used to reading it and figuring out how to use it if the brakes, and why do they pump like that? They pump like that pump because like they're, they, they're, it's automatically doing automatically what they do told you to do in the past. In other words, if you came up to an icy corner or saw an icy patch, you had to put your brakes off and on yourself. And that was to prevent the front wheels from locking up, which would take away all your steering performance. So it's oh, doing it, it for you automatically. It, but you're right, Steve, in, in terms of – but you didn't hear that in a long time. Um, but you're right. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Excuse me, but you're right. That's very true. But, uh, but, uh, but you're right but because, in fact, because at the beginning, inter- insurance companies were finding yeah. out that their claims for uh, on the newer cars were just as high as the old ones. Uh, people didn't realize what the ABS was supposed to do or how it worked. The sales guy was supposed yeah, was, to tell you that when you when he presented you know when he delivered the vehicle, but in a lot of cases they didn't. So when people like yourself hit the brake and then felt the pedal vibrating, it scared the crap out of them. They took their foot off the brake, which is the last thing you want to do. Is it is it still very common? Like I'm, everybody's talking about EVs, but uh, is it very common in that an EV like in a Tesla or even a Bolt? Are the ABS brakes in those cars as well, or do they not need them for an EV car? No, every car on the road has ABS brakes. Every car on the road, for the most part, has traction control. And uh, and now, of course, cars will steer themselves. Keep the, you know. Oh yeah, that's fun. Yeah, that's lots of fun. Yeah, I, I love that, especially when it's snowing. You know, we've got a very nice new car, and yeah. it's a Honda Accord, right? But when the snow hits and it sits on the car and it's not melted yet. All the lights go on. That's right. Drives me. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, you know, people yeah. are walking by that, say, Young and Bluer, right? And they're near the car. All of a sudden, the car says, braking, <laughs> caution ahead, a car. It's a human being. So, um, Steve, as I much as we oh, like the music from Woodstock, it's not 1969 anymore, okay? 
Oh, thanks, Dad. You can roll it up anytime you want. <laughs> want to Listen, thank, we want our to thank everybody who's uh, who's uh, jumped in and helped us out. Uh, Dave is under the weather, and hopefully he is back. He will be back in the new year. Uh, Dan McTague for Affordable Energy. So uh, just keep an eye on your pumps, uh, so to speak, and uh, fill up when you can. I mean, to save two cents in a liter, it's not worth lining up, I don't think. Mark Silverman from Young Steel's Ford Lincoln. Uh, some great information on their website. You can go to that, youngsteelsforwardlincoln.com. And uh, Brian Max, who uh, called in from La La Land about his Ford Maverick review. So what do you got planned over the holiday break, besides still working at Glen Allen Motors for a while? Uh, getting the tires, uh, get the, the stragglers, you know, getting those winter tires put on. Okay. And then you'll have time for a long Heineken break. I will for sure. Steve, all the best okay, to you. Listen. Thanks for helping out yep. today. My pleasure. Thanks to everybody driving. Drive safe, everyone. And, of course, our pal Carlos behind the board. Couldn't do it without you. Bye-bye. We'll see you in the new year, everybody. Just a minute with Dave Renninger from Dave's Corner Garage. Today we're talking with Darren Bostons from Dynamic Tire. Darren operates a massive warehouse in the northern part of the city, and they brought in a new brand called Triangle Tires. Triangle statement is tires for life. Darren, can you explain? Absolutely, Dave. Tires for life kind of refers to the fact that we live our lives every day. We get into our cars, we drive to work, we travel, we run errands. Many of us drive to work and get into our trucks or a piece of a machinery we're operating. And then a lot of us get home and we hook up to our trailer and go snowmobiling or camping. Triangle Tires has tires for all aspects of one's life. So basically tires from construction equipment to trailers. And everything in between, yes. How do we get more information? Please go to triangletire.ca. You've been listening to Just a Minute. To hear more, go to our website, davescornergarage.com. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.